You may be seated. Have a seat. Oh, it's so good to see you. How are you? God bless you. Good to worship together. Good to be here. Welcome those of you online. We are so honored that you're here with us as well. I have been asked so many times recently, I thought I'm just going to communicate this, are we still building a building? Yes, we still are. We are still raising the funds. We're going to build an 1,800-seat worship center. The problem has not gone away. First service was full. Look at this room. And when COVID's over, we're going to have uh, the same problem we had before, even though we're online, reaching a whole lot of different people. So, so far, we've raised $3.75 million for the Make Him Famous campaign. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, over a million dollars this year. And so the, question, the answer is yes. This just has given us more time to raise the funds. And um, we're going to continue. And right out there, we're going to build an 1,800-seat worship center. Okay. This morning, I want to speak and preach on gluttony. It's a joke, okay? Lighten up, all right? No, I'm just kidding. How did you do? Good day, Thursday, fun? True story, um, we had three pumpkin pies. One of them got kind of burned, burnt, and I like it really done. So Thursday morning for breakfast, I had two pieces of pie. That's how I started my Thanksgiving day. Uh, with two pieces of pumpkin pie. So the fast that we'll do again in, in January, mine will go till March. All right, my, my fast won't just be 21 days. What an honor, what a privilege. I want to speak on two verses of Scripture today, just two. And the first one, I need you to be able to step out of the context in which it's in. It's in a context, but you cannot limit it just to its context. Its context is on money, but it is far bigger, far greater than the context of money. So here's what I need everybody to do mentally and emotionally. And if you're at home right now, you can actually physically, I need you to physically, emotionally imagine you're going to step outside what? The context from which it's in. Because it really applies to everything. This is a verse that applies to your marriage. It applies to your health. It applies to your kids. It applies to your business. This applies to love, peace, joy. It applies to everything in your life. The verse, one verse, is from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and it's verse 6. And this verse says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Now, it is an agricultural word picture. And most people will only associate this with money. It is talking about a free will offering, but that's not our context today. I need you to do what? Step outside because it doesn't apply just to this. I want to talk about everything. I'm going for it today. I want to talk about everything in your life. So look at the verse. He says what? He says, remember this. Now, why does he start that way? Remember this. When life is going well and you're not praying quite as much. Remember this. When you're really discouraged and you're not sure how to have any hope. Remember this when you're young. Remember this when you're old. He says, remember this. So this is really a big deal to the Apostle Paul. Then he uses the word whoever. And what I love about this principle is 
It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or you're not a Christian. This is God's law. This is God's principle. This is why people who don't even believe in Jesus get blessed. Because it's from the hand of God. Oh, if we could only get this, this will change your life. You see, this is a universal principle from the Heavenly Father. Remember this, whoever, men, women, educated, uneducated, Jews, Gentiles, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. It's an agricultural context. I'm from Indiana. I grew up with corn and soybeans everywhere. And the farmers will complain about everything but the cost of the seed. I've never heard a farmer complain about the cost of seed. I've heard farmers complain. You guys are from Indiana. I've heard farmers complain about the the cost of land, the cost of fuel. I've never heard them complain about the cost of seed. Because they know if they want to have corn, they've got to have a lot of seed. If they want to have beans, they've got to have a lot of seed. Whoever sows sparingly, they're going to reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously, though, will learn to reap generously. Let me ask you a question. Get outside the context of money. What is it that you want? What is it that you really want more than anything else in life? You're in middle school, you're in high school, you're in college, you're working, you're in the military, you got a job, you're a widow. What is it that you want more than anything else in life? Let me ask you this question. If you want that, are you sowing that seed? Let's say you want to start a business, but you never apply for an LLC or an S corporation or a C corporation, or you never get an accountant or you never get a lawyer to draft it up. You want to start a business, but you never do any market research. How in the world are you ever going to have a business if you never, do you get the point? You want to be a nurse. You can't wait to be a nurse, but you don't sow any seeds of learning organic chemistry, or you don't learn anatomy. You don't spend any time working really hard to understand, and you never even apply to a nursing school. How will you ever be a nurse if you never sow a seed over here to even apply for that? You want to be a musician. You don't even have a musical instrument. And you never practice. You want to have God to answer great prayers. You want God to answer prayers for your marriage, for your kids, for your work. But you never sow any seeds in the secret place. In the secret place, you're not sowing those seeds. How in the world will you ever reach what God has in store for you? So here's really the point. If you don't sow it, it'll never grow. And people make excuses all the time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough energy. I'm distracted. I'm so busy. And so you never sow the seeds that you really want to reap later on in life. I want to share another verse. And this is from Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. This is a very interesting verse, Genesis 8:22, and he says this, Moses says, as long as the earth endures, and by the way, the earth is going to endure until Jesus comes again, and until there's a new heaven and a new earth. So as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Four things will never cease. I want you to get this, and I'm going to make a point. Four things will never cease. Now in Florida, you know, it says cold and heat we don't really get the whole cold thing, do we? In Florida, we have heat, and then we have more heat. In Florida, we have heat, we have intense heat. 
all right? Those of you in Ohio, you understand this. You have cold, you have heat, and right now, you have cold. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just telling you where you're at. This verse applies to you. I'm not making fun of them. It's just, it's just cold there. Right? I'm from Indiana. It's cold in Indiana this morning. Cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. And he says, seed time and harvest. Now we read that really fast. Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. I want to slow the verse down. Think about it this way. Here's the principle. It's bigger than money. It's bigger than your health. It's bigger than your emotional capital. Here's the point. Seed, time, harvest. Seed plus time always leads to the harvest. Seed plus time equals the harvest. You will never get a harvest without sowing a seed. And you'll never have the harvest without some time. How long is it between when a seed gets sown, that a seed germinates, that a seed gets to harvest? Seed, time, and harvest. Say that with me. Seed, time, and harvest. Again, a little more passion. Seed, time, and harvest. That is the the principle for your life. Whatever it is you want over here, You have to sow that seed over here. Now, I'm going to show you this next slide because I think this is such an interesting line. Put the next one up there. When you hit a plateau, sow. Doesn't make sense, but it does make miracles. I just want you to think about that for just a minute. When you hit a plateau in your marriage, sow a seed into somebody else's marriage. Doesn't make sense, but it does make miracles. When you hit a plateau in your own business, help somebody else with their business. Help somebody else. Doesn't make sense, but it does make miracles. Why? Because it gets the attention of God Almighty. When you're struggling with your own kids, help some other kids around you, pour into some other kids. It doesn't make sense, but it does make miracles. What is it that you want? You want forgiveness and you've not been forgiven? You forgive somebody else. It doesn't make sense, but eventually you will get forgiveness. When you hit a plateau... You sow into somebody else. That's the seed plus time will give you then a harvest. And so we make all kinds of excuses for not sowing the seed. We we wear our seed or we eat our seed or we we forget to plant our seed. And, and, And so we go through life and we go like, what is it that you really need this morning more than anything else? I would encourage you to sow that. If your business needs to grow, you've hit a plateau with your business. What if you helped somebody else have a better business? Do you think God would honor that? What if you've hit a plateau in your marriage and you put somebody else on a plane or a meal ticket to wherever and give them a meal and let them go enjoy? What if you sowed into somebody else? What would God do with that seed that has been sown? What I like about this is it just, it just makes so much sense. And so what's implied, now I'm going to add another word to this equation, and there's four words. What's implied is that you're going to sow. You're going to sow that seed. And when you sow that seed over time, 
I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how long it's going to be. But I just know God said this. Remember this. If you sow generously, you're going to reap generously. Don't think money. It's every application of your life. It's every application. Think about this. I'm selfish, but I don't want to be selfish. I want to get out of selfishness. So I'm going to sow seeds of love. And over time, even though I'm really kind of self-centered, I grew up that way, seed of love plus time is going to equal a harvest. I'm a control freak. I want to control things. But I'm going to release and relinquish that control. And I'm going to sow a seed of trust. Oh, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. But I'm sowing a seed of trust. And over time, you're going to reap a harvest where God can then be trusted. And he will bless you. I'm greedy. I'm stingy. It's my money. It's my car. It's my dog. It's my house. It's my whatever. And you sow seeds. And over time, that that greed and that stinginess gets broken and you have some peace that you can't even explain where it came from. And we think that this has to happen like when we get older. I wish somebody would have told me seed plus time equals harvest at your age. I wish somebody would have told me that. I was about 48 years old till I figured out that when I give the ministry away, it's when I give it away I, it's not about me. I'm, I'm pouring into the staff and the kids and the interns and everybody. That's when, I, that's when God just said, okay, this, we can trust this church now. Seed plus time equals a harvest. I think that's what you really want. I don't think you want to be selfish. I don't think you want to be greedy. I don't think you want to be fearful. Oh, I'm scared. I'm scared. So sow seeds of faith. You still are going to be scared. Having courage is not an absence of fear. Having courage is being scared to death, but baby, we're going to do it anyway. That's what faith is all about. You sow those seeds over here, and you will reap a harvest. So here's what happens. You see, consecutive sowing produces consecutive harvests. But let me give you another little tip for this. See, what, what I did for a long time was I would sow a seed, and then over time, there would be a harvest, and then from the harvest, I would go plant another seed. But I wasted all that time. All that time went by because I, I wasn't sowing. I waited until there was a harvest. And when the harvest came, that's when I would take the seed, and I would go sow another one. I have learned to sow, baby, sow, sow, sow. Just keep sowing. Sow into the neighbors. Sow into the marriage. Sow into the families. Sow into unlovable people. Sow into people that are hard. Sow, in, sow, sow, sow kindness. All the neighborhood kids, when they see me coming, they got, they're selling candy bars. They're selling crap and stuff I don't eat, I don't like. I, they're selling stuff that, you know, and the lemonade stands in our neighborhood. I stop every time and buy lemonade. I get home and I just pour it out. <laughs> Who knows where those hands have been? <laughs> like the little, little boys are selling lemonade. I don't trust the little boys at all. So it's a dollar. I give them $2. I go home. I'm so grateful and I just pour it out. I mean, I have some kind of a irre 
vocable disease drinking some of that lemonade from, you know, I don't know. There's, so, so, so what do you want? What do you want in life? What, what you really want in life is what you really want to be sowing today. And, and, and it's, con- it's consecutive. Look, look at the harvest. Look at that picture. You see, you can't get to that until you have consecutive sowing of seeds. And then I don't know how much time, but it's God's irrevocable law. If you sow generously, you will reap generously. You sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. It's just God's law. It applies to Christians. It applies to non-Christians. It applies to everybody. Seed plus time equals a harvest. So I got to sow. I sow a seed, and over time, there's a harvest. My encouragement to you today is start when you're young. Start now. Don't wait till you're 48 years old to figure this out. Start at your age. Start in high school. Start sowing seeds right now. What is it that you really want more? Start in college. What is it that you really want more than anything else? You sow those seeds. You sow those seeds. Well, as a church, we're pretty excited to to keep sowing. And so again, I, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about our children's ministry. You want to have great kids? And sow into this children's ministry. You want to have great middle school kids, and great middle school ministry? Get involved. Sow into the middle school ministry. You want to have forgiveness in your life? Then, then how about you today forgive somebody that needs to be forgiven and, 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 and you haven't even thought about this person for a long but you're going to forgive them. You want kindness in your life? You, you want to be surrounded by people who are kind? H- how about you just sow seeds of kindness to someone who may not even deserve your kindness? You want peace in your life? Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Well, what if you learn to sow peace? You see, some people just sow guilt. Some people just sow sow shame. And and they just, they sow, and guess what they're going to do? They're going to reap all that. You you sow anger, you're going to reap anger. You you sow self-centeredness and stinginess, you're going to reap all that. That's not what you want. Nobody in the room wants that. We want that harvest. This is absolutely incredible. So as a church, I want to unveil something to you this morning that we've been dreaming about for over five years. It's exactly the same principle. We want to sow some seeds, and over time, we want to reap a harvest. And so for over five years, we've had a dream to be able to have something local that we could pour ourselves into on a consistent basis. Now, I love what we do globally. I love what we just were able to do with Operation Christmas Child. Thank you so much, so many volunteers, Operation Christmas Child. Those boxes will go out. You'll bless kids all over the world. I love that. I love our online audience. I love the fact that we're in 19 different countries. I love the fact that by the end of the week, there's thousands and thousands of devices. We don't even know how many people are watching now online. I'm grateful for our our outreach. But as a church, we've, we've wanted something local 
that we could have a consistent high rate of return, a high impact in. And we're thankful that we were able to do like Project Primavera music festivals, but, but it's once a year. We were able to do some mentoring into the youth sheriff ranch and into some of the schools, but COVID comes and COVID shuts all that down. And, and so Safety Harbor has invited us to come and be a part of different event, events. And that was once a year, but we have to wait to be invited. And even then they don't ask us every year. And so for over five years, some key staff members and the elders have been praying about owning a coffee shop in downtown Safety Harbor. Well, let me finish. I haven't got to the punchline yet, all right? We've been praying about this for over five years. And we've gotten right up to the 20-yard line if this was football. And don't ask me who to pick today between the Colts and the Bucks. I mean, that's like, that's like Archie and Mrs. Manning being at the football game when Peyton was on one side and Eli was on the other. Don't ask me that. Go Colts. So anyway... <laughs> So anyway, anyway, um, we're at the 20-yard line, but we can't punch it in. We, we tried everything we could do to punch it in, and God's just... So this time, God opened the doors so wide that anybody could have run the ball in. And so it's really cool. Um, we now own uh, an eatery. We, we now own an eatery and a coffee bar at downtown Safety Harbor. Yeah. So it, it was the space where a restaurant formerly was called Karma. And so where the Karma restaurant was, uh, we now are going to rename that kind of obviously, okay? <laughs> Oh, Lord, don't get me going on that, all right? But we're, we've changed the name, but we have that space, and we're going to name, we've renamed this now Haven House. And so I'll show you a picture of Haven House Eatery and Coffee Bar, and we now own this. And so we're going to open um, early uh, spring of 2022, so just the next two or three months or less. It is our full intention to open this up. And I need to explain this, though, because you're asking yourself, why would we do this? Are you asking that? You're asking that. It's a good question. Why would we do this? Because we want to have the maximum impact in our local community that we possibly can. We want to be able to have leverage in our community. We want to be able to kind of control the ability to own something, to have something, and to have space, and we are all going to be a part of this. See, you're going to be there. You're going to come. You're going to be a part of this. And I just want you to know what we're not going to do. What we're not going to do is plaster Harborside Christian Church's name all over the walls. We want the unchurched to come in. We want the people who've had bad church experiences to come in. We want people who don't understand Jesus to come in. We want people that have had bad experiences with churches and Christians and they don't understand us. We, we don't want to turn them off. So we're not plastering scripture verses on all the different coffee mugs because you're going to be spies in the land. Yeah. You're going to be spies. And we're going to first of the year, 
We're going to train you on what to say, what not to say, what to do, what not to do. So, you know, you have a cup of hot coffee and you buy a cup of coffee for some unchurched guy, you know, that doesn't know Jesus. And you go, you know, this coffee's hot. We'll just wait till you get to hell. We are not doing that. So we're going to train you and teach you how to wait for the Holy Spirit. It's exactly like the wedding chapel. The wedding chapel is a good example of our style and our approach. We have all these unchurched couples. We'll have over 185 couples, we'll have over 185 weddings this year. Many of them are unchurched. It's in the process that the pastors and the marriage mentors are waiting for the Holy Spirit to open the door. And when the Holy Spirit opens the door for those spiritual conversations, we step in. We are, we are the ambassadors of, of Christ. Same thing with the Haven House. When, when we open this first quarter of 2022, first of the year during our fast, I'm actually going to walk us through some very practical things on evangelism, on what to say, what not to say, what to do, what not to do, because I've made all these mistakes. And after four decades, God has shown me and taught me how to do this and how not, how not to do this. So this is our local ministry. This is our local outreach. Now, it's going to have great food. It's got to have great food. Because you see, what's going to happen is people are going to taste the gospel before they ever hear or see the gospel. So if the food's bad, we've lost them. So we're going to have some kicking coffee. We're going to have teas from all over the world. We've imported different teas. We've been doing recipes and practicing the last couple of weeks. Um, it, it's going to be incredible, amazing food. And I'm going to share more with you next week about this. And the next several weeks, we'll unveil to you recipes and times and some more specifics. But here's what I want you to understand this morning. You see, this is the first day of Advent. This is the first Sunday of Advent. And the first candle is actually the candle of hope. And what you and I are going to do in the Haven House is we're going to take the church outside the walls. We're going to take the church outside of this building, and we're going to go be the church in the community. That's what you want to do. And so we're going to provide Jesus Christ, the light of the world, who, who offers amazing hope. And that hope is going to change the absolute world. So I just want you to know you are a spy <laughs> in the land. And together, we're going to have a lot of spiritual conversation. Now we're gonna provide a space for you to come, a space for you to eat, a space for you to have fun, a space for you to have meetings. But, but why are we doing this? Impact leverage, provide hope to a hopeless world. And we all get to be a part of that. So let me ask you this morning, what is it that you need today more than anything else? And you've been going about it the exact wrong way. Whatever it is you need today, will you sow that seed this week 
So that's, what do you need this week? What, what do you want this Do you just want to be loved? You just want to be prayed for? You just want to have some respect? You just want to have some kindness in your life? You want to be able to trust? You want to be able to have faith over fear? What is it that you want or need more than anything else? Sow that seed. It doesn't make sense, but it does make miracles. And that's what we get. We get miracles. We're in the miracle business. That's what you and I get to see and experience. So you sow whatever you want, those seeds. Forgiveness, kindness, maybe it's a better job, maybe it's a better business, whatever. You're helping somebody, whatever. You're sowing that seed. This is a principle from God over time. I don't know what the time frame is. I just keep sowing. If I were you, I'd sow. I'd sow, I'd sow, I'd sow, I'd sow, I'd sow, I'd sow, I'd sow. I'd quit worrying about what you're going to get, and I'd be worrying about what you can sow. And over time, there will be a harvest. And then when you get to the harvest, it's like, oh my goodness, he did it again. It's his principle. He told me to remember this. I forgot, but he told me. He said, remember it. I'm so busy sowing and planting, I forgot. Oh, my goodness. And you just fall on your knees in gratitude because you know where you are. You're not that smart. You're not that good. You're not that gifted. You're not that cute. You You just know. God did something that's like supernatural because you honored his principle of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. So stand with me. I want to pray over you. And I want to talk about hope right now because this is your hope. Your hope's not in the economy. Your hope's not in politics. Your hope's not in your work. Your hope's not even in your family. Your hope's in the Word of God. Right? Your hope is in the principles that your Heavenly Father put in place. And you put those seeds in the ground. Man. So so if it's really working for you the way it is right now, and you're greedy and you're stingy and you're selfish and you're a control freak, Just keep sowing those seeds and you will be absolutely miserable a year from now. So don't do that. Don't don't do that. Sow that what you want. Sow love. Sow hope. Sow joy. Sow peace. I love it when Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers. Don't, don't, Don't sow anger. So a gentle answer turns away wrath. So exactly what it is you want. I love what the psalmist says, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sit against you. So you sow and you sow and you sow. And you're going to reap supernatural harvests that are far beyond what you could ever dream or ever imagine. Okay? Okay? Okay. All right, let me pray for you. Father, you are the hope of the world. You provide hope. You provide healing. 
You provide assistance. Your word is absolutely true. I want to pray for those in this room who have never put their trust in you. They've never given their lives to you. Today's a big day. Today, if you want to give your life to Jesus, you just say in your heart, Jesus, I give my life to you. Take that step of faith. Sow that seed today. If you've taken that step already, but there's some areas of your life that that need to be transformed, start sowing those seeds. Your, Your greatest weakness, your greatest pain, your greatest hurt, sow sow those seeds today. Maybe you feel the pain and the sting of rejection. Then accept somebody unconditionally. Lord, give us to the place where if we've experienced insecurity, we provide security for some. We sow seeds of security for somebody. If we have experienced even insignificance, we will sow the seeds of significance to those who are around us. We will rise up. We will rise up and so far beyond our circumstances because of Christ in us. And Jesus, we put this principle into practice. We trust in you and we can't wait to see what you're going to do and when you're going to do it and how you're going to do it. In Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen. All right. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.